Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, where we do all the work ourselves. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I was... We were just talking about other podcasts and how I'm afraid to say anything negative because I think it'll be bad podcast karma. But I was just listening to like a celebrity podcaster who said, I love doing the podcast. You know, he he's does a bunch of other things, but he makes millions on his podcast. He's like, I love podcasting. It's so easy. I come in here, I talk to my celebrity friends, and I wanted to punch my iPhone. You wanted to use your F word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me just open up this wallet and pull out my (laughs) F card. (laughs) I'm like, he because, yeah, they don't do anything else. But, yeah. But it is it is true. Even these two people who I love on YouTube, the, mm-hmm. the guy was like, well, we don't have a manager right now, and we used to, and somebody else is interested in managing us. And on my personal channel, I have a manager and or producer. I don't know. I'm like, what? Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then some, which I really like, they're like, Okay, you know, thanks for listening. We just want to thank our um, our assistant Merle and our editor Brad. And right. I'm like, you got them things. <laughs> so if anyone is like, wow, I'm a millionaire and housebound, but I really want to do tasks for deconversion therapy, you know where we are. Housebound. But all that is to say. I guess thanks for listening. I don't know. No. And welcome. Thank you for. <laughs> oh, yeah. We said Bienvenidos. That. So, I wanted to tell you something that's in the news that's so fascinating. It's not, but it will be to a lot of people who listen. There is some controversy over Amy Grant. Oh, because no. Amy, I know. <laughs> I don't know because... why I reacted like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, unfortunately, did have a really bad bicycle accident. She's okay. She has to cancel tour, I think. You know, I'm not exactly sure. And I do have people I know who work with her. I could ask. I'm not. Anyway. um, And what happened was there was a pothole because there are potholes every fucking place in Nashville and And, surrounding areas. (laughs) Yeah. And just... (laughs) Everywhere. spiritually. And anyway, it made her, you know, crash. And then because of the publicity, um, they filled the pothole. And people are like, <laughs> is it because she's a well-known person because they've been asking, can you fill potholes forever? Oh, okay. Or is it, you know, so that's the controversy. And I couldn't believe... Uh, everything's controversy, but they're like, the city has made a budget of filling in <laughs> potholes would cost 36, I mean, sorry, $96,000. I'm like, I will do it for 90. Thank you. <laughs> but um, so, you know, you know, pray for Amy, hashtag. Gosh. Okay. A, did she have a helmet on or do we know? I do not know. I hate riding a bike I, with a I, helmet. I don't know. It's so if, like, disgusting. She, I don't know if she broke her leg. I don't. I have not really looked into it. Right. But you know what um, um, Donald Trump would say? 
I like the people who go around the potholes. (laughs) I told you when we went in front of his house when we were down in Florida. No, you didn't. Oh, well, we did. And um, the FBI were, no, we didn't see anything good. We just went by the house and someone crossed the lane. So if you're in front of Mar-a-Lago, it's a two-lane road that's been there forever and right after his house it does like a 90 degree turn yeah someone came from the other way and came into our lane trying to pass someone on that curve <laughs> on that curve and um that's just dumb it was really bad and my oh, youngest God. goes man it would be a bummer if I died in front of Trump's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, On a I few levels. <laughs> so many levels. Please follow us on all the things. And while you have your phone in your hand, uh, we'd love you to rate and review. And you can find all the information right there in the description of this episode. Yeah, all the things includes TikTok, which is really good. Karen puts really good content on there. And then gets into it with people who are assholes to her. <laughs> Yeah, fuck them. No. Anyway. So what are we going to do today? Read letters? So now we've got our letter sewed. How about you start? You're a great reader, Bonnie. Thanks. My grandmother taught me with Peter Rabbit. You're obsessed with the rabbits. Which reminds me, my God, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Lauren. Who's your God? Zeus. Oh, my... Bonnie has a stuffed Peter Rabbit. Are you kidding? I know it's emotional. No, no. My mom gave me this for Christmas. She never gives me anything I want. She gave me nose hair clippers once for Christmas, and that was it. (laughs) Nothing else. So to actually get me something that was a surprise that I didn't ask for, oh, my God, this thing's going to never leave me. I'm writing that down. Put this in the (laughs) coffin of Bonnie next year. Um, Don't say that. I have a thing on my chin I'm worried about. I'm going to a doctor. (laughs) It's a discoloration. It's not. It's a lump. Oh, my Uh, God. Do you have one on the other side? No, I've checked. Okay, back to Lauren and Elizabeth. Now that we've seen your little musty um, Peter Rabbit (laughs) or whatever. Does it have pants on? No, and it's not musty. It's fine. It's not even a year old. You're an adult woman. You do... You have a bunny with no pants, but a jacket. <laughs> He's going to join. So, so Lauren gave us a Precious Moments that she got a little crafty with, turned the little Precious Moments boy into a Satanist. That was cute. And <laughs> she doctored Elizabeth. that shit up. She so did. this is great. You go to your parents' house for like a holiday dinner <laughs> where you don't want to go to church <laughs> and you just swipe something you know, from the decor. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Elizabeth gave us the Chick Track comic books. Yeah. So I'm going to start reading them and presenting them like a children's story. They're hilarious. I mean, we did the episode on the Chick Tracks. The, they get into the muscles of the guys yeah. so much. Yeah. Like how we didn't see how really gross it is and everything that happens like if someone trips they're like it's the jesuits fault <laughs> like they hate <laughs> catholics it's the jesuits fault that's but thank okay. you thank you guys so much that was so much fun because karen sent me a separate thing where she opened them up 
And I, it felt like I was there. It was the gender reveal of the <laughs> right? precious That's moment. Right. <laughs> um, there's a little tiny knife on the precious moments one. I don't know I where know. that came from. I love That's it. So funny. Well, <sighs> when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Archie comics. You know, a Richie Rich was thrown mm-hmm. in there. I did not like any of the superhero stuff, but there was this, no. cr- not creepy, but he was just this hunched over old man and he ran the used bookstore next to Woolco. And I would go in there while my grandmother was in the sewing shop. <laughs> and he, she would just let me roam around in there for, you know, a good hour and a half. And it, there was always one of those damn religious comic books in there. And no one ever bought it. Right. And so I'd come in like, you got me new Archies? <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have to root around like, no, kid, <laughs> we've only got this. Are you into Daniel and the lion's den? Yeah. But there was like always one same stupid religious comic book lingering. I'm like, oh, if I could only get into that, I'd be so excited. I know. They were never mm. good. And Jack Chick, he thought he, he broke the... Broke the mold, but um, well, he did break a mold, ever. but he broke it. Okay, so all right, you want to read the first one? Yeah, I do. Okay, so this starts off uh, my story. It's okay if you call me Mel. <laughs> so, <laughs> hello, Mel. Um, okay, so Mel starts out. I know you don't care, Karen, but I love your podcast. I know Bonnie cares. <laughs> <laughs> Mel knows me. <laughs> um, honestly, I look forward to it every Wednesday. Thank you for not being weird. But <laughs> I don't. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so my story begins when I relocated from liberal hippie California to conservative Texas. Oh, my God. Ooh. Whiplash. Um, yeah. That was a fun transition, said no one ever. (laughs) I came to Texas with a mullet. I fully expected to see more cowboys upon arrival. I did not. (laughs) We started attending a Baptist church, and I was quirky girl in hand-me-down clothes and a mullet. Did I mention I was weird? I was in my awkward preteen stage and attending the awkward preteen Sunday school. (laughs) (laughs) that's a special class oh we're the awkwards (laughs) Um, but one day no one was as awkward as me i mean that's not true at all she's lying i'm not when i was a preteen and i would dress in those laura ingalls dresses that i thought would be so cute on my popsicle stick body and then I would put my hair up and get the tendrils but I had yeah. curly hair and my brother called me Hasidic <laughs> and I did I did I looked Hasidic I was in my awkward preteen stage and attending the awkward preteen oh we did that shit sorry sorry um, all right so we can leave all the funny stuff about awkward so I went into my normal Sunday school room to lie and wait for my classmates because one day Lie we and wait. yeah cuz one day we got there early i got the bright idea to show them just how bizarre i was by turning out the lights crouching down low with my pink hand-me-down jacket draped over me what was my plan you ask <laughs> to scare whoever came in of course <laughs> the old scare that's a nice that wins friends <laughs> probably a roar followed by complete panic and then laughter in my head this plan couldn't fail 
Only that Sunday, the boys and girls class had merged into the class directly across the hallway. Once I realized this, I knew there was no way I could escape without being seen as the door across the hall was wide open. Okay, this plan failed, I thought to myself. I planned to discreetly exit the dark classroom once Sunday school was over, hoping no one would see me. Oh my god. But my plan was foiled by the early comers to the second Sunday school class, those jerks, who had (laughs) arrived and immediately entered the other classroom as the other kids left. Now I was trapped. Trapped, I tell you. If I left, my peers and Sunday school teachers would see that mullet Mel was in the classroom (laughs) across the hall the entire time, in the dark, with a jacket over my head. I know what's going to get me accepted. (laughs) Oh, my God. I stayed in the classroom and cried. I was embarrassed, devastated, humiliated. Then, as if it could not get worse, my dad came down the hall and looked into the Sunday school class and asked me where I was. And I emerged from the dark room of misery. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. This is me that I like. I can picture so many times. Like, I'm just going to wait here. People are going to come by. And like, yeah. Oh, God. And now I'm laughing right before. Choking back tears from my failed prank. (laughs) I didn't care if anyone saw me anymore. I was disgraced and just wanted to go home. (laughs) I felt that way after church a lot. Um, I'm happy to say that I grew out of my mullet and grew out of the Baptist church, too. So there is hope for everyone. Thanks, (laughs) y'all. Okay, who's yours? Okay, Okay, this is the one where Peppermint Patty dressed like a whore. (laughs) So every... Oh, not that old story. (laughs) It was 1987. Kim Basinger was sexing it up in nine and a half weeks. Let me tell you guys, mm-hmm. first of all, you can leave your hat on by Joe Cocker that was in the movie. Kim Basinger is the most beautiful woman there is. Okay, all right. Glenn Close was fatally attractive. Yeah. Another good movie. And 16-year-old Priscilla donned in an oversized T-shirt and knee-length shorts paired with flat bass sandals. <laughs> I had those. And acne was causing Minda Stumble playing the part of Peppermint Patty in her small Midwest Christian <laughs> school's musical. Bass sandals. I thought it was going to say, you're a good Christian Charlie Brown. But it's uh, in the musical Snoopy. Didn't know there was one. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Peppermint Patty, the confused character who had the hots for Charlie, but later grew up to run away with Marcy. (laughs) If any completely fictitious (laughs) character from a comic strip was going to cause Minda lust, surely it would be Lucy lounging like a temptress, (laughs) draped over Schroeder's piano. I had a crush on Schroeder. Or the little red-headed girl, boom, me, always turning Charlie Brown with her coy smile, but never underestimate the sexy sway of an awkward, mouthy tomboy in shorts and sandals, or the awkward teenage theater geek playing the part. 
I was so excited to make the cast as this was the first time for our school to put on a real musical with real choreography. Who cares that the choreography was basically a few grapevines here and there with a little box step thrown in to spice things up. This was the closest thing to dancing our school had seen <laughs> since gyrating around to the tune and lyrics of the great classic Father Abraham had right, right, yep. <laughs> you know, the one with the theatrical, oh, with the theological lyrics, right arm, left arm, right leg, left leg, nod your head. I mean, that was the Christian hokey pokey. You know I, we really doing I there. always hated that. I love deep and wide because when it got faster mm. and you were doing the hand motions, that was really, mm-hmm. it was a skill. I felt that's when I realized I can really dance, girl. Yeah. And set yourself free. <laughs> um, okay. But that Father that Abraham can, one never made sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Father Abraham. Priscilla says, keeps adding appendages and actions until everyone is nodding and spinning and jumping to the point of projectile vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) The director, my speech teacher, gave me specific instructions for my costume, which included a pair of shorts, Mm -hmm. and I spent hours putting it together. My long-suffering mother took me to every, quote, mature woman store in the mall looking for modest shorts. In parentheses, did I mention we had to wear knee-length skirts to school every day? My getting to wear shorts on stage was quite a coup. I'm sure it was like, shorts, shorts, you get to wear shorts? Oh, you get to wear shorts with your pasty legs that are always covered by a (laughs) skirt? (laughs) My patience paid off when, after hours of searching through racks of J. Jill-like wear, do not sleep on the J. Jill wear. I have already told this to people. We finally found a pair of the most basic, unsexy long shorts that hit me at the top of the knee. On dress rehearsal night, I was having the time of my life singing a love song to Charlie Brown, (laughs) making wisecracks to Linus and grapevining the hell out of songs (laughs) like Don't Be Anything Less Than Everything You Can Be with Lucy and the gang. In the middle of it, I spied a George Costanza type. What? In the middle of it, I spied a George Costanza-type figure waddling into the auditorium, (laughs) sitting in one of the pews and glaring while chewing on a toothpick, our principal. I didn't think anything about it until the next day when I was called into his office, all caps, with my mother, to listen to this whiny pissant explain to us I could not go on stage wearing those shorts because they were too short. What? And showed too much flash. Okay, so mom went with her to get these shorts. Correct. I hope mom and was then, belligerent and uh, defensive. Oh, let us see, Bonnie. All right. My mom was horrified Hmm. and apologized because she was the one who bought the shorts. I can't believe she apologized. I don't like that one bit. Listen, it's the principal. You're very shocked. You're very upset. you got to just bow down to his short little piss-out face. That's how it used to be. All right, go ahead. This is a used-to time. I know, I know. 
<laughs> this was Bass Sandals era, so we get it. Um, so anyway, Priscilla says, I was embarrassed and angry and said, this is a play. I am playing a part. Luckily, my mom was mm-hmm. a great seamstress. So she went home and took out every centimeter of that hymn to unexpose my knee. <laughs> and the show went on. <laughs> I never forgot that incident or how Principal Party Pooper, or P-Cubed, made me feel when all I was doing was having a great time until he showed up to slut-shame a made-up character, not to mention all the time my mom's been helping me. About 10 years ago, I ran into former teacher, and in reminiscing about Principal Party Pooper, She told me he once announced to all the teachers in a teacher's meeting that he needed prayer because, quote, he had an addiction to porn. I remembered the great peppermint patty short scandal of 1987, (laughs) and it all made sense. This perv couldn't even get through a terribly produced high school adaptation (laughs) of a Broadway musical without getting hot and bothered over some exposed 16-year-old knees. No one tell them about High School Musical. Oh, my gosh. That's disgusting. Thank you both. Thank you both for doing what you're doing. I love the friendship and the laughter you share. I'm in the process of deconverting and finding a community of like-minded people, like the one you have created. It's helping me laugh more at the P-cubes of the world Instead of holding on to the anger, which I've done for yeah. too long, yeah. keep up the good work. Thank you. And That's you so know, nice. You can hold on to some anger, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have anger at our youth minister for coming up to me and telling me that he couldn't go see my play because it gives the wrong message. I'm like, well, guess what? I didn't ask you, but I couldn't say that, of <laughs> course. That principal, what a fuck face. And what an idiot. Who asks people to pray for them for their porn addiction? Oh, yeah. You should that go to a, a lot. Yeah, but go to a different group because guess what? Somebody on a podcast is now going to oh, read it, about it. That's right. <sighs> but who... Can allow someone who admits to a porn addiction to be around to kids. stick around, yeah, be around kids, yeah. I tell you, I tell you, and peppermint patty. I mean, <laughs> she is lusty. She, you know, she is. She's a real. She's you know, earthy. Yeah. She's an earthy girl. She's a granola, nothing shaved. She's really... <laughs> well, they didn't get that detailed in the drawings of her, but you know that there were like little <laughs> hairs coming out on her knees. <laughs> okay, this next one is... Um, it starts at, my dearest Bonnie and Karen. <laughs> I hope you've both been doing well. My name is Sarah, and I'm a longtime listener of the show. It's been fun following along with both you and your adventures via the show and your newsletters. While I most so sweet. that is sweet because Karen is so much better at the newsletter writing. That's why I said this. That's I want right. acknowledgement. <laughs> um, okay, so while I'm mostly just a listener and lurker of the show, I recently had a Mormon-related experience that was too funny <laughs> not to share. Yes. <laughs> I was outside in my yard, sitting at my little table and umbrella set, enjoying the nice weather and a cigarette. Ooh, with smokers. She's a sinner. 
here. Minding my business. Suddenly, I get a text from my neighbor in all caps saying, don't answer the door. It's the Mormons. (laughs) (laughs) And no sooner did I reply with Lord help us all, I looked up from my phone and damn if they weren't already halfway up my driveway. They fit the bill perfectly. Two white men, one younger and one slightly older, looking like milk toast reflections of each other. (laughs) Even worse, I had made eye contact with them. However, my deep-seated southern hospitality would not allow me to snub them. I know. Uh, I'm so sorry. It is bad. And we were just, if you're raising the church, the whole be nice Oh, it's ingrained. Yeah, but don't you just stand... Oh, she made eye contact. <laughs> I was like, don't you just Once you look, stand in yeah. the house until, like... <laughs> She's outside. She's outside. Right. They see her. Because of smoking. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so I smiled and greeted them. Besides, I know that being rude to them only solidifies the idea that the world outside the church is a cruel place to be avoided, and I don't want to perpetuate that stigma. The missionaries wasted no time and asked the usual questions about my religious affiliation before briskly getting to the question of, is the man of the house home? (laughs) Which I took as a perfect opportunity to remove myself from their presence and come up with a story to quickly and politely send them on their way. After a few minutes, I returned to meet them at the front door with two bottles of water that I planned to hand them in order to soften the blow as I delivered my excuse. Most people will take whatever you hand them as long as they're distracted by conversation. (laughs) With a warm and sincere smile on my face, I told them that, quote, my husband is on the phone helping his mother with a computer issue and won't be available for some time, but he wanted me to let you know that we already have a copy of the Book of Mormon, but he thanks you for thinking of us. Have a great day and enjoy the water. That was so nice. Right? Then I closed the door gently and quickly before they could respond. I watched them from my doorbell camera as they stood momentarily dumbfounded. Then they both looked at the bottles of water in their hands. Then the older one mumbled something. The younger one... Wait. Then the older one mumbled something to the younger one that I couldn't quite make out. And they walked back down my driveway, bottles of water still in hand. Now the f- She should have said <laughs> into the speaker, can you say that louder, right, please? Right. Now, the funniest part happened after they left. Once they were clear of the driveway, I returned to my sitting spot, only to find their literature sitting atop my box of <gasps> cigarettes. Those little sneaky bastards. This included a depiction of white Jesus <laughs> looking like he wasn't yes. angry, just just disappointed that I was smoking. I'm sure they must have heard me guffaw with laughter as I couldn't help myself when I saw it sitting there. I'll gladly send you pictures of it. I just couldn't Do. find a place to attach them on this form. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Do it. Do it. Um, follow up. Here is your almost real-time update on my saga. Not even two days after the first visit, the church sent over what I'll call the follow-up crew. To the two of the blondest, whitest men came... (laughs) Schroeder. 
two of the blondest, whitest men just came confidently striding up my driveway. Nameplates freshly shined and not a crease in either of their outfits. The one almost got me with his initial playful shave and a haircut knock at my door. Oh, no. Uh, no. But I stayed strong. (laughs) You know that that's like, okay, shave and a haircut will disarm anyone. Yeah. And I hope it is Elder <laughs> Schroeder. I bet he was a Mormon. Elder Schroeder. Oh, my God. I remember Roger Rabbit when he just couldn't resist doing two bits after oh shaving a haircut. That <sighs> was a good movie. Okay. Um, then he gave the doorbell a solid ring, followed by more waiting, then a standard knock then more waiting, and chatting with his colleague. Eventually they gave up, but by then I had already sent out the heads up to my neighbors. Nice try, Mormons. Next time I... Mormons. (laughs) Mormons walking. Mormons walking. Next time I see them coming, I'll leave my copy of the Book of Mormon on the front step with a return to sender note on it. (laughs) Wait. Double follow-up. Double follow-up. Oh, oh, okay. My roommate left her erotic novel. <laughs> Live with these two. <laughs> My roommate left her erotic novel lying around, so I replaced her bookmark with a picture of disappointed Jesus. Should be good for a laugh. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks again for all that you do. It feels good knowing there is still some sanity and brevity out there for us. Cheers. Oh my Sarah, please for for all that is Mormon, <laughs> just scratch off <sighs> that last wait, how do you do it? Changing Mormon into moron? M? Please. I don't know. You've got there's letters in there, change them, scratch oh, them. Oh, take that M out, that middle M. Um yeah, wait, but yeah, what was she promising yeah. to send us? Send it, whatever it was. I can't remember. I don't have a memory. It was a picture of the literature of white Jesus, but... Was it dis- disappointed in, white Jesus? She already, she already gave it to her roommate. She doesn't care about us. I bet that roommate will give it back. Can I mean, if you need to send it in the erotic novel... No, That's stop. okay. It's probably attached. <laughs> I've got my address right there. All right, we're rounding it up with... The Apostle John. John says, the Christian group that I came out of was charismatic. Okay, Bonnie, do you know? Should I prepare you? Do you know charismatic? They believe in tongues, speaking in tongues, healing. You're all about the tongue. Okay, so we spoke in tongues, prayed for the sick. People fell out under the power of God, all that stuff. I was often an, I was often an usher So I was called a catcher. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone fell out, someone like me was there to catch them so they didn't bust their head open on the floor, which I always was like, why is that necessary? If it is the Spirit of God, why would God ever make someone bust their head? I don't understand that. Okay. So... John says, years ago, a large church I was part of had a week of meetings with Rodney Howard Brown. Remember that guy? He's right near you. You need to go drive and see him. He was from (laughs) South Africa, and he started the crazy laughing Mm -hmm. trend. Yeah. When it came time to pray for people, hundreds of people wanted prayer. 
We had people all through the auditorium and out in the halls. I guess he didn't want to be there all night, so he started moving pretty quickly, laying hands on people. (laughs) Pretty much everyone fell. Ushers were jumping over people on the floor trying to catch them. (laughs) I just picture, like, a, a little net. I'm trying to... One of our ushers was a pretty small guy. He was Mm. about 5'4", and of course, he wound up trying to catch a lady who was about six foot tall and, you know, (laughs) about 300. Yep, you guessed it. He wound up pinned under her. Oh, my gosh. All you can see were his arms and legs sticking out from under this person. A couple guys had to pull her to one side so he could get up. Another time, I was traveling with a pastor friend for a special service of some kind at more of a Pentecostal church. Now, that's charismatic. Plus. (laughs) He would call people out from the crowd and pray for them, and I would catch them. Most of them fell, but usually after some drama, like crying or shouting or even spinning. One woman started spinning while his hand was on her head. Her (laughs) wig got caught in his watch and wound up coming (laughs) off when she fell. I have seen videos, not of this, but of similar. He kept trying to shake it loose and move on to the next person. How could a woman who wears a wig do stuff like that? Well, you know what? That's just a further... They're not allowed to spin? Well, why would you put yourself at risk like that? But that's the argument for it was really the spirit. Who, Who would think that your wig would get caught? It isn't like no wiggies come up. You have to do what you gotta do. I would always think my wig would get caught. No, no one's touching my head if I'm wearing a wig. (laughs) Go ahead. What if she wanted to be healed from baldness? Well, that's good job. Good job, Bonnie. Heartless. Okay. Some of the quote mothers in the church had to help get the wig off his wrist while he (laughs) tried to quote, stay in the spirit. It was pretty damn funny. (laughs) Thank you, John. And I have been to some churches like that that I have seen. um, Unfortunately, like the, what are they? Just the short pantyhose. Yeah, knee highs? Yes. When the women fall and they're just all their knee high pantyhose. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, See, that's a that's yeah. a wig thing. If you know you're going to be sliding the spirit, you go for the control top. I would wear skirts that were so long to church. I would just wear knee highs. I'm like, I don't need to put on the whole pantyhose thing. No I'm one's seeing anything you. but three inches of ankle. <laughs> <laughs> don't want no one to stumble. I'm so glad everyone got rid of the whole pantyhose situation. I just saw a picture of my husband and I from ages ago. Yep. I had the white pantyhose. Mm. Very trendy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. Anyway. Thank you, guys. Please send in any of your wacky experiences, all of that. Uh, You can see right there, Deconvergent Therapy. Uh, dot com, put it in. 
We love you. Peace no. out. Is that our website? It's not. Deconversiontherapypodcast.com. Yeah. You'll hear it when you edit. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.